And we are back once again with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source, thanking you for listening to our entire list of shows that we have out there. Well, week six is coming up in the NFL, and it wouldn't be a preview of week six without my good friend. He is one of the great guys from Inside Sports. You got to check out what he is doing today on Twitter. On social media, hey, wherever you can find what his thoughts are out there, because you know what, especially when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals, he had a zinger that he popped out there earlier this week on Twitter. It's my good friend, Ms. Chris Sardieri. Chris, that was an awesome zinger that you put on the Nationals there. Why, thank you. I appreciate you following me at Chris L Sports on Twitter. It's good to know someone's looking, but yeah, not to digress from our favorite sport, fantasy football, but just went out there on a limb, and I know everyone was ripping on Clayton Kershaw and Dave Roberts, and deservedly so, but I think everyone's missing the big picture here. The Nationals won last year's offseason by letting Bryce Harper walk to Philadelphia. They made their team stronger, and they weakened one of their rivals. So that was the gist of it. Yeah, I know, real uh, hot takes going to get me at that desk with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman soon, right, Gerald? There you go. There you go, my friend. You got to take the opposite sides, like you always say, and, and like the producers always have for them. But with Bryce Harper going to Philadelphia, obviously there was a chain effect from that. And the chain effect for the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies ended yesterday as far as him being kicked out and them looking for a new manager to hopefully put Bryce Harper in a better position. But be that as it may, all baseball talk aside, Dodgers, sorry, they're out. That's another hour that we could go into altogether on the failure of the Dodgers this decade. But we, like, again... That's, a, that's another issue altogether. But it is football. It is week six in the NFL. Got a lot of good things to look forward to. I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, on key matchups that you're looking forward to this weekend in the NFL. Sure. Right off the bat, I'll tell you this. The, the Dolphins and the Redskins are going to play here in week six of the regular season. And it's kind of like a tree falls in the woods. Will anyone notice? Will anyone show up? But that said, I think we need to dust off one of your perennial favorites historically from fantasy football, one Adrian Peterson. So Jay Gruden gets fired this week. Uh, Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach, who's really done wonders with a number of teams since getting fired by the Raiders a number of years ago. Could this be the resurrection of Adrian Peterson? I'm a Chris Thompson owner. Guy doesn't do a heck of a lot. He's got a little bit of value in PPR leagues, but I'm wondering if Callahan, knowing he's got a rookie quarterback and a couple washed up ones at his disposal, does he start running the ball with Adrian Peterson? I think it's something worth keeping an eye on, especially against a defense as porous as the Miami Dolphins. And then uh, secondarily, in keeping with the theme of struggling teams, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have kind of hit the skids now and uh, created more doubters and the, the, the doubts again about Jason Garrett's job security. Easy elixir for them. They play the New York Jets this week and one player to keep your eye on, I know Amari Cooper's played really well, but Michael Gallup emerged again this week, uh, really did well late in that game as they tried to mount a, com- a comeback against the Packers. I think uh, at the wide receiver slot, he's another guy to keep an eye on. And then on the flip side, Chris Herndon, tight end for the Jets, with Sam Donald returning, uh, Herndon's back from a suspension. Uh, I think he might worth be worth looking at, especially given the real just dire, dire straits we have in the tight end world in fantasy football. Once you get past the elite guys, the Kittles, the Kelseys, et cetera, not a heck of a lot of talent at tight end. Might be worth taking a shot on Herndon. 
That's true. Mark Andrews, who was really hot at the beginning of the season, I think because of injuries, because he's been slowed as of late the past couple weeks, but he still tried to gut it out. His numbers have dropped dramatically. He is still a play for most fantasy football owners out there, but he doesn't have quite the numbers that he did in the first few weeks of the season. So he may be touch and go if he's really not healthy and not able to go ahead and produce at the level he once did earlier in the season. Yeah, like you said, there's not that many consistent options at the tight end position. And if you do have a consistent option, like you said, one of the few, you could be sitting pretty as far as an overall team standpoint is concerned. Absolutely. And I am one of those people. I made the mistake of drafting O.J. Howard a little later on, and I should have known better. <laughs> you and Jason both. You and oh. Jason Dutch both. Both of you have just had something for O.J. Howard as far as the promise that he tries to bring, at least to fantasy football owners, they think they're really going to have him produce. And then this year, it's just not been the story. Yeah, and I, I seem to be on the wrong end of the Tampa Bay tight ends. I've had Brayton years past, and he'll do nothing. I've Howard this year, and now Brayton's got some signs of life. So what I did, uh, I cut bait. Highly doubt he's going to have a huge week this week in London against the Panthers. They've got a bye week next week. I went out and got Gerald Everett, and while uh, the Rams aren't traditionally throwing to the tight end a lot, something's going on with that offense where Jared Goff's really targeting them a lot the last two weeks. And uh, judging by the way the 49ers have been playing defense, they shut down the, the, the Browns on Monday night. I think they're a real deal, legit defense. Richard Sherman's been revitalized. And they may shut down those Rams wide receivers or at least contain them, and Goff may have to look at the tight end again. So there's there's another kind of deeper option for you if you're – in the same boat as me and the morass that is the tight end world. I think there's a couple other games that you're going to be very interested in looking at Houston at Kansas City. That might be actually another video game type matchup between those two. Very high scoring, a lot of promise there. I'm hoping because Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, I just want to let you know, my friend, I'm just so happy to see that type of matchup. It could be a very good elixir for a lot of fantasy football team owners out there. Yeah, definitely. And, and judging by the way the Chiefs performed last Sunday night, I, I think they're due to break out. The Colts really played a nice game against them, but I don't think they're going to be held down again this week. I would expect the, the points to be scored on both sides of the ball this coming Sunday. And, and I, I really don't think Mahomes is going to be kept down for long. No, no. And I... I see this as a situation where it's going to be a very high-scoring game, and I think a lot of fantasy football owners who have players on both teams will be very happy. I want to point out one other matchup that I'm looking forward to, and that is New Orleans at Jacksonville. How much are you surprised at what Gardner Minshew II is doing, the kind of magic that he's been performing at least the past few weeks, and do you think it'll continue for him and DJ Chark because that's one of the individuals I spoke about to my previous guest, Chuck B. from NFL Express. He and I discussed the fact that if we thought DJ Chark was real or not real, he said he was real and that his production is at an output that you should be, if you have him on your fantasy team, at the level of a starter position or at least a wide receiver one or two. Your thoughts on New Orleans at Jacksonville. New Orleans is also a team with Teddy Bridgewater, did very well coming in from the backup role as well. So you've got two teams right there that could also provide a lot of fantasy points this Sunday. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Minchu. I, I didn't think this would continue this long. I thought maybe uh, 
the rest of the NFL would contain him. But this is a great story. I mean, in some ways, it's almost like the man he replaced, Nick Foles, where people thought he was just nothing more than a serviceable backup. This guy's a rookie and he's doing this. So I'm really impressed. Kind of was on the fence about Shark week one, week two. Thought maybe he was a flash in the pan. Me personally, over the years, I'm more of a D.D. Westbrook guy, but I, I think Chark's legit. And I think as a result, tangentially, I think this could help someone like Westbrook as teams really start to key on Chark as the number one option for Minshew as long as he's a starter. And then on the flip side, just from a pure football perspective, I, I guess the Saints really invested their money wisely in making Teddy Bridgewater the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL while he's not great, I mean, he plays well. He got the Vikings to the playoffs years ago, and he's holding the fort down for a team who, if Breeze is indeed out six weeks, some experts theorize they go three and three with when Breeze comes back. They're, they're in it. They've clearly exceeded expectations. Other than that loss to the Rams where he came into the game cold and there was that controversial fumble that was whistled dead late in the first half. I mean, this team could easily be undefeated under Bridgewater, so. A great football story, but fantasy-wise, I think there are better options than Teddy Bridgewater. But I do think that uh, around him, you know, it really hasn't decreased the value of someone like an Alvin Kamara, which is good news for, for his owners. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. In regards to Teddy Bridgewater, well, a difference in my opinion, I think he can produce. I think he has a good enough offense that will help his numbers tremendously. So, yes, I understand that he's been – touch and go and there's a reason why he's a backup in the nfl at this point in time but he's been thrust into the spotlight and i think sean payton is going to give him or surround him with an offense that's going to be tailor-made for his type of talent and i also think that it's going to produce some decent numbers not at drew Brees level every single time although his last performance what was it four touchdowns one interception i think that's a good mix for now i think that's probably the high end of what you're going to see from teddy bridgewater but be that as it may, I think in coming weeks, you're going to be seeing things like two touchdowns, three touchdowns from him. I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to see at least a short-term burst of good fortune for fantasy owners if they go ahead and have Teddy Bridgewater. Not saying consistently over a course of a season, but I think at least the next two, three, four weeks. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Bridgewater is worth stashing on your bench, especially now as the bye weeks are, are hitting their stride. But not a guy you're, you're starting every week. I think it's more of a week-by-week a -week basis, establish who he's up against. You look last week was Tampa Bay, probably a little more favorable than it would be Jacksonville with Jalen Ramsey. He's still on the Jaguars, right? But but I digress. You know, Definitely someone worth stashing, but uh, don't just go and plug and play him every week because he's got a four-touchdown performance one week. Uh, just make sure you proceed with caution. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I, that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. 
Once again, I'm speaking to my good friend, Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports. You got to go ahead and give him a shout out on Twitter if you get a chance and go ahead and, and be able to ask him any of the fantasy football questions out there because he is the man when it comes to Inside Sports. You take a look at all the stuff that he's doing on his social media, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Twitter, wherever, it's Chris Sardieri. I want to ask you this, Chris, when it comes to some of the things that we're also seeing right now in the NFL, when it comes to production, what are the, some of the things that have stood out to you so far? Any standout performers that's kind of surprised you or any ones that really stand out as far as their consistencies so far at this point in the season? You can call me Captain Obvious on this. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, and here's why. In one of my two leagues, I uh, thought about it for a brief moment. I had the number one pick. I took Saquon Barkley. He gets hurt. We know that story. Doesn't devalue Barkley as a running back, but McCaffrey went number two in that particular league. Uh, that owner is fairly happy, to say the least. I managed to get him in another league where someone uh, had the fourth pick, and someone really went out on a limb and took Ezekiel Elliott in front of him, and I felt fairly lucky. But this guy is at the point where he's having just a, a year that, I don't know, going back into the, the annals of fantasy football um could he be on pace for a Ladanian Tomlinson type year, dare I say? Guy is a touchdown machine, really just beyond productive. And and I, I think what's more impressive about it is there are a lot of skeptics coming in saying, oh, well, it was last year an aberration. He's due to revert to his mean. Teams are going to key on him. I think the most impressive part when you scale it, this guy lost his quarterback, Cam Newton. He's got Allen, essentially a rookie at quarterback, and he's still putting up these numbers. So. Um, while you may not think I'm going out on a limb here, a lot was against Christian McCaffrey. There were a lot of naysayers once Newton went down with a foot injury again that thought his production was going to significantly drop, and it has not. On the flip side, you look at someone like Ezekiel Elliott having a nice year, but he's got nothing to blame it on. His offensive line's still there. The receivers are still intact. Dak Prescott's still quarterback. And if anything, I would think he'd be the one outperforming McCaffrey this year, and that's not the case. Well, when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, the reason why I stayed away from him was his injuries. I thought he was a little injury prone, getting nicks here and there that keep him out of the lineup. Looking at, I thought, possibly maybe 12 games that I was going to get out of him. So that's probably why I stayed away from him. Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, because he's always seems to have in a very short time here in the NFL, plus also to an extent in at Stanford, that he did have that kind of injury bug. Yeah, I mean, it's completely valid. You look especially at the running back position in fantasy football. Once a guy gets nicked up, odds are traditionally looking year over year and historically, he's going to get hurt again at some point. There are very few backs who stay durable for long periods of time. So uh, your logic was definitely intact. And hey, look, we're only in week six. By no means would I wish this on him, but you know, running backs are starting to drop too. So if he's getting the ball a lot more, he's taking a lot more pounding. So keep your fingers crossed. And I, I wouldn't advocate getting a handcuff with any of the other options in the Carolina backfield, but make sure you've got some depth on your bench if that's the case. As far as quarterbacks are concerned, is there one that stood out? And I know what Chuck B said in regards to the quarterbacks, one that really surprised for him. But I want to ask you, is there a quarterback that has really come out as a surprise for you whether it's regained a form or whether it's just someone that's come out of the blue to go ahead and produce some quality fantasy football numbers. 
Sure. In addition to Minchu, which is, you know, completely bonkers and out of left field type situation, not Kurt Warner because he won a Super Bowl, but someone like that who no one had really heard of on opening day of the NFL season. I, I think there are two that stand out to me. Number one, the fact that Patrick Mahomes, other than last week, did not mean revert like a lot of the experts thought he would and continues to light it up. And at this pace, even if he slips from a touchdown production perspective year over year, he's going to put up phenomenal numbers again, regardless. I mean, I I liken this guy to uh, being, I guess, like the Dan Marino of his day, at least statistically for fantasy owners. And then number two, I, I, I know he's not like the most lights out quarterback out there in fantasy football world, but I think you've got to be impressed with the way Matthew Stafford's played. And you compare him to like his neighbor in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers, been a little bit more of a game manager and that team's been running more and people would think he's more of a top three, top five quarterback. I think Stafford's been a pleasant surprise on the upside when so many people had written him off and were likening him to a Kirk Cousins almost. I think there's some room for optimism there in Detroit. Not saying he's in the uh, he's in a class of a breeze when healthy. Uh, Mahomes, uh, even the way Russell Wilson's been playing lately. But I do think he's a great story here after we hit the, uh, the, we're now past the quarter point of the season. So we've talked about quarterbacks, talked about running backs, those that have surprised you with either their consistency or their high level of play. Is there a wide receiver or two that you think have just stood out amongst the rest that have really just come on and surprised you? I know for me, like I said earlier, DJ Chark has someone that has come literally out of left field for me to be someone that is a big fantasy producer so far this year and looks like he's going to be a consistent mainstay as long as Gardner Minshew II is throwing to him. Is there anyone else in the wide receiver category that fits that bill as well? Yeah, I I think going down a list a little bit, Amari Cooper, who I was skeptical on coming in, hasn't shown any signs of slowing up. I think that's one to keep your eye on down the road here. Other than the usual suspects, another one that I think, too, that's kind of been a surprise to me looking now in terms of like underperforming versus expectations and and things of that nature, uh, I'd have to say coming off an injury, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff continues to look at him. It seems like, especially in the red zone, even if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's definitely targeting him. And there were a lot of skeptics who thought, oh, with with him coming off an injury, it was going to take a year for him to get back. Goff's clearly targeting him. And I think, too, Brandon Cook's having a concussion. His targets and his role could expand even more. Um, and, and I think, too, there was just, you know, when, when someone gets hurt, it's almost like they're forgotten or they don't think they'll be back full strength. Just looking at him from a pure football perspective, this guy does not look like he's missed a step at all. And he and Goff still have that same chemistry that, dare I say, I did been playing in uh, – in February in Atlanta, maybe the Rams have a better shot of winning the Super Bowl last year. Maybe they do this time. We'll have to wait and see because there's a lot going on, especially in the NFC West where there are three solid teams. Not one, not two, but three of the four teams that are there all have good records. And I'll tell you what, it looks like it's going to be something that a lot of people will be interested in staying tuned in on. That means to fantasy football owners, three great teams in the West loaded with three great rosters full of potential big number big point big name outings so yeah that's good to see as far as what's going on in the nfc west so i'm glad to see that type of competition going on i know there's been major injuries i think for me that have surprised me i think the injuries to what has been very steady rock type quarterbacks in ben roethlisberger and also as well drew Brees. 
those two injuries really surprised me. I didn't think those two would happen. So I'm glad I didn't have those quarterbacks, but I know there's been some rosters that have been shaken up because of it. Those injuries have surprised me. I think they've been probably two of the most damaging. If you want to go ahead and include Luck and his sudden retirement just before the season, I think that was also damaging to an extent. The only thing with his was just before the season. These two injuries have taken place during the course of the season and have shaken fantasy teams up really, really big. So they've had to go ahead and scramble. Your thoughts finally on the injuries, like I said, to what I had said in regards to Roethlisberger and also as well, Drew Brees. Is there any other major injuries that you think have upset fantasy football owners? I think I know one in particular more than any other. Yeah, from a purely selfish perspective, Cam Newton, because the Panthers are adamant that the foot injury suffered in the third preseason game this summer uh, wasn't serious, even though he's walking around in a boot. And you could clearly see the first two games of the year, it was not himself. But I digress there. That's just more sour grapes on, on my part. Well, I thought you were going to go really into sour grapes with your team. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, was Eli injured or has he just been this inept for that long? No, no. Okay, yeah. His injury crippled a lot of teams out there it sure did and the good news is that apparently the four to six or six to eight week prognosis that one doctor gave according to saquon was too long so uh, supposedly he's going to be back sooner than later so all's not lost but i will tell you it basically caused my team to essentially come off the rails and i haven't been able to rebound but yeah you'd have to say like from a pure fantasy football perspective in terms of uh, points points per game whatever metric you look at that's got to be the biggest injury so far. But I will say it's not the most crippling one I've ever had. One year, many years ago, I picked Adrian Peterson number one, and he got suspended two days before the season started. So at least Barkley got hurt, and I know he's coming back at some point. Trying to be the optimist. Trying to be the optimist indeed. Well, my friend, it's been great talking today. Week six in the NFL is looking really good. A lot of nice matchups especially that Houston one. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just salivating because we've got a lot of Houston Texans on that team. So I'm just salivating at the type of point outage I can get for this weekend on that. I know you are as well for a lot of great matchups in the weekend. Any last thoughts on the way out? Yeah. Um, one game that on paper uh, really wouldn't kind of interest you, especially in the later window uh, on Sunday afternoon, the Falcons who, I don't know, Dan Quinn's got to be on shaky ground go and play the Cardinals. And we know I've been banging the Kyler Murray drum, put my money where my mouth is. He's starting on one of my teams. He's been doing pretty well, getting you 20 plus points the last few weeks, going against an Atlanta defense that has been porous to say the least of late. But on the flip side, Falcons need to get it together offensively. And I would think going up against an atrocious defense like the Cardinals would help. It's got to be good news for uh, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, and Calvin Ridley owners to name a few. So I think that's a game there where you could see a lot of fantasy points. Two, for lack of a better term, crappy, cruddy defenses facing each other usually equals fantasy points galore. Man, when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, I'm telling you how the mighty have fallen. Amazing. They're a 500 team after they blew that Super Bowl. Since the day they blew that Super Bowl to the the Patriots, I believe they're right at or right below 500 right now. So... uh, Dan Quinn's got to be next on the hot seat, right? Absolutely. And before we head on out, we've got a question from Eric D. Eric, I want to thank you so much for watching our show and hopefully checking out the podcast as well. Each and every week we put out episodes. He's got a question right here. 
he needs to start one. So I'm going to put it to the test for you, my friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's going to start one. Carson, carry on, or Damian Williams. Okay. I will say Carson, but I'm going to have to footnote it here. I've got the alert today. He's showing up on the injury report. So that's one I would check. Keep your eye on. It might be a uh, Sunday morning, uh, early Sunday afternoon type deal, depending on what time zone you're in. So in that case, you got a tough one there. I don't know. Uh, you got any thoughts on that toss-up if Carson is indeed hampered or out on Sunday, Gerald? I do. I think I would go with Damian Williams if Carson right. is a no-go or it looks like he's going to be a no-go. I mean, I, I saw that pop up, and as someone who has Chris Carson, I am profoundly nervous at this point in time. I'm going to write it out because the backup for Chris Carson I have is Carlos Hyde. And I'm not sure there's going to be a running defense that's going to be needed or a running offense, I should say, that's going to be needed for the matchup against the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that's going to be, to, like I said before, like a video game contest going back and forth. I think a lot of passing will be involved as opposed to running. But you never know. Carlos Hyde had some good pointers last week. But be that as it may, I think Carson, if he looks like it all – uh, if it's kind of like, a, eh, I'm not so sure, I'm going to go with Damian Williams. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. He's a lesser of those evils. But my advice is keep your phone handy. If you have to, watch Jay Glazer and see what he says during the pregame show. I guess he's the only one that seems to know the latest news on these injuries, or maybe Schefter too, I guess, right? But uh, not yeah. throwing plugs out there, but just as a fantasy owner, sometimes we have to do things we don't want to just to make sure our guys are healthy, right? Absolutely. Do keep attention to what's going on on your smartphone. If you have, if whatever league you're in has an app, a phone app, please utilize it. Have it on the ready just in case because those injury reports will come fast and furious. Especially check Twitter. Check Jake Glazer's or Scheffler's Twitter accounts. They will constantly update feeds right up, you know, if you checked with the hour before the game. And remember, that game is a morning game. So Seattle's on the road. So that is a morning game. So you want to make sure you check that. Carson is a first start for me. I think he's a Carson is a first start for you. I think we agree on that. But Eric D, just letting you know, if in case that, you know, almost like breaking glass at this point in time, if he is a no-go for the game, then yeah, I think of the two that you have left, Damian Williams would be our choice. So that's an yeah, excellent question. Excellent yeah. question. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. And just so you know, I'm a Carson owner in one league, and I'm going to be doing that as well. So this is not just me. Pulling one out of my hat, I am in the same boat as you and feel your pain. As am I, as am I to both you guys. Yes, I have them on my league. I have them starting as my flex, so I'm very nervous at this point in time. But again, I've got my app ready in case I need to go ahead and make that quick change. And I hope everyone out there, including you, Eric D, have as well. Well, if you have any questions for us on the show at any point in time, during the week or whatnot, even when we're not recording, you can easily send us any questions. You can do that by going with IS Fantasy Football. That's IS Fantasy Football at yahoo.com or on Twitter. We're available on Twitter, Inside Sports FF. That's Inside Sports FF. Follow us there and you can ask us questions anytime. We'll be able, in fact, we have it on our phones. I'll be able to go ahead and answer it. Or I'll ask Chris, I'll ask Jason Dutch from The Voice from the Underground, I'll ask Chuck B from NFL Express. I'll ask my good friend TJ Johnson from The Voice from the Underground. I'll ask anybody you need me to ask to go ahead to go and get those answers done for you. Plus, also as well, 
You can email us too. Again, that's at isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. And Chris, I know you got a great Twitter account as well. Go ahead, my friend. What is that? Oh, thank you. Too kind. Chris L Sports on Twitter. And then Inside Sports is also on Instagram. If you like pictures, you know, we, we I try to uh, post a nice little image of our podcast every week, and Gerald and I do. And that way you can find us at Inside Sports TV. Feel free to shoot comments. Tell us we stink. We're idiots. You love the show, whatever. Any feedback's better than no feedback, right? I don't know about that, my friend. I kind of <laughs> like, like the praise only ones, but be that as it may, please send us any thoughts or comments on the shows that we do at, well, like you said, the Inside Sports TV or Chris L Sports on yes. Twitter. You could, for us here, it's going to be isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or on Twitter for us as well. You can go ahead and just send us a tweet inside sports ff well my friend it's going to be a great weekend in the nfl looking forward to week six any last thoughts on the way out yeah you know it's week six if you're like me i've got a two and three team and i'm looking down the barrel of the gun uh, known as a uh, four and one team lights out points even if i lose this week do not lose hope depending on the size of your league you can sneak in as a wild card hey look look the washington nationals were losing the wild card game they end up making it all the way to the nlcs so far so uh don't despair there are a lot of people out there who are going to fall asleep here as the bye weeks pop up or injuries pop up keep the faith don't throw in the towel yet i think my team stinks but you never know i could get saquon back kyler murray could become a fantasy superstar who knows and maybe i go on a run so don't give up yet keep your eye on waiver wires i know it's slim pickings out there these days but you never know. There might be a breakout star who comes out, then you can unload your budget and pick him up, and it can turn your season around. Thanks again, Bryce Harper. <laughs> All right, my friend. Tell you what, it's been great talking to you as always. Week six in the NFL is now upon us. Looking forward to it. And I want to wish everyone out there, Eric D, and everyone out there that has watched or listened to our shows, want to go ahead and wish them the best of luck this weekend and every weekend with your fantasy football team. You have a question or you just want to listen to us, we truly appreciate it right here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football. <laughs>